it's such a brand new concept to really think about your drinking in a, in a mindful way. And it's really not black and white anymore. It's not like I'm sober. I have no problems. I'm a drunk who needs AA. It's really, th- those are, those are two extremes that don't apply to most people. And for everyday, everyday people who drink a bit here and there, sometimes more than they should, if you're the type who can step back and reflect a bit and maybe do a little something about it to steady your course, um, more power to you. There are tons of resources out there. Um, and then now there are starting to be lots of products out there that can maybe scratch your flavor itch or your ritual without providing the alcohol. And maybe that will do it for you too. And I think it's a great time to explore that. Welcome back to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. This is Pat McCauley. My guest this week is the one and only Chris Boyd. Uh, Chris is one of the co-founders of Monday, which is an alcohol-free gin company. Um, It's not only a beautiful-looking product from a branding standpoint, but um, it's a fantastic-tasting non-alcoholic gin. Um, And I had recorded this during January when we were doing kind of the Dry January series, uh, and we wanted to wait and launch it uh, while... Monday was doing their current um, equity crowdfunding campaign on Republic, um, and I'll leave the link uh, to that campaign in the show notes, but I'm looking at the page now. They've raised just about a quarter of a million dollars um, in a very short period of time. Uh, They have about 68 days left to go, so check that out if you um, are looking to invest. Uh, It's a a very community-based product, and um, it was funded initially on Kickstarter, and now they're doing an equity round on Republic. And it's just really cool how, like, the community and the people that are huge supporters of the brand um, are now going to be owners in the brand. Um, and if you're, uh, if you try Monday and you like it, or you know uh, people that that like the non-alcoholic space, uh, please do share. Um, as you'll hear in this episode, um, Chris is an amazing guy a guy that really wants to give people the power to uh, drink less and uh, take back their health and uh, just uh, live better lives. And um, I have massive respect for that. Um, So yeah, we talk all about why he started Monday, uh, why Gen Z in particular is drinking less than any previous generation ever, Um, why he personally um, years ago decided to start cutting back on his alcohol consumption uh, the power of changing your community and the people around you, uh, the process um, of going from idea of Monday to the actual product and, and what it is today, um, the challenges that have come with the pandemic, uh, the future of Monday, um, his advice for getting healthier and drinking less, and um, again, all about uh, their current equity um, campaign Again, I'll leave links to that. Please check it out. Anyway, awesome company. Chris is an awesome dude. Follow him as well. Um, And I will let uh, Chris take it from here. Without further ado, the awesome Chris Boyd. All right, I have Chris Boyd on the horn. Chris, uh... 
For those that don't know, Chris is uh, you're out in uh, Southern California. We connected probably about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago now. And um, we were at the time I was just queuing up kind of the episodes for the dry January series here. And uh, we had an amazing phone conversation and just so many kind of synergies and and, and hit it off. And um, you've obviously had a super busy dry January with the business. Um, So appreciate you taking the time and appreciate you uh, making this happen. And um, I'm fired up to kind of dive even deeper, um, you know, following that, that conversation. So. Yeah, dude, Pat, thanks. Thanks for having me. You're actually um, the very first podcast I've ever done in my life. So, you know, awesome. Uh, Really stoked to be here. Um, I am super stoked to learn like how your dry January conversations went too. I haven't had a chance to catch up, but like for me, as an industry player, like I feel like all the people you already had a chance to interview, at least from the list that I saw back in the day, like, man, those are people that I all look up to. Anybody in this space kind of doing something for these alcohol avoiders, people who just want to take a break, like I am their fan 100%. Like to me, you know, there are no competitors in the space. We're all here to do good. And, you know, people are, are going to pick and choose what, what suits them at a given time and place. Like, cool. Monday can play a role. I, you know, I love that, but I really want the space to be successful. And, and that really comes with like entrepreneurs stepping up and, and giving people a great experience. So, you know, I, I feel like we're, we're all, we're all in this together. So thanks mm. for, Thanks for highlighting all those other industry players. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree that the more, the better. And um, yeah, I'm, you know, as I've said multiple times, like uh, over the course of uh, this month, interviewing people in the space, like it's so similar to me, me being in the plant-based space. It's so similar right. of like, you know, everybody kind of like with this common push to get people better food and, you know, get people more sustainable food and make it normal and make it cool and make it fun and make it approachable. And like, you know, everybody I've been talking to this month, like it's the same kind of playbook for, you know, helping people drink less and make it, make it fun and make it just as, as tasty and just as awesome as an experience. And again, just to normalize making these decisions that are, you know, a little healthier for you and a lot healthier yeah. for you if you stick with them, you know? That's right. Exactly. And I, I think it's, it's really just providing this, this middle ground. Um, I think people um, going out, you know, let's say pre COVID people are going out they're they're having a good time with, with friends. It's like, you, you really, you drink alcohol or you drink water and, and it's really that black and white. And I feel like if there is this middle ground, that's something that that looks the part and tastes complex, like an alcoholic beverage, and you're, you're on that equal footing with other people having a good time. You know, I think people, if that option is presented to them, and it's top of mind, people would choose that option. Right. And, and just by choosing that option, you're, you're bringing a little bit less alcohol into your life, which I think improves your health it might improve the health of others in your circle as well. I, I think it just like provides this amazing opportunity for people to improve their lives without sacrificing like the flavors they want. Um, the social situations um, are, are positive. Um, I think we've all been hit 
with that moment where you get called out for not drinking at a, at a key moment in your life or, or at an event or a get together, um, you know, that most people can shrug that off and, and that's not a big deal. But if it happens more than occasionally, like it actually does add up and it, and it presents like a little bit of barrier between you and, and the people you're trying to connect with. And, you know, I think people need more human connection than ever with all that's going on. And, and the last thing you need is this like small barrier with just why is this beverage in my hand inferior to yours? Why can't we just get along? Um, and then on the other hand, it's just like, hey, I, I'm a little bit older. I just, I just uh, turned 39 back here in January. And it's like, I just, I just can't drink as much alcohol as I used to. Like, I'm down for the count for like two days if I'm having four or five cocktails. And I, I just, I can't do that. I'm running a startup. I'm, I'm doing everything I can to keep the lights on just like everybody else in the world right now with all the stress. And, uh, you know, but I, I, I want that five o'clock go-to and I just don't want the alcohol that goes with it and, and the side effects and all that. And Hey, no judgment. I, I still drink occasionally myself, but I just need something else. Right. And, and I think products like ours really scratch that itch and, just uh, excited to get out there and meet more people and, and introduce the product space to folks just to let them know like, hey, we're here. We're here for you if you need us. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I have loved, again, over the past month, like learning kind of the different uses of, of non-alcoholic beverages and like mm. kind of in in my home, like there we have like the two, my girlfriend and I are like the two polar opposite kind of uses. She like doesn't drink and has never really drank since like college and it just doesn't make her feel good. And she has like mm. that strength and confidence to just like not have it in her life because it doesn't make her feel good. It sounds so simple, but <laughs> she's able to do that. And, wow. but you know, she, she loves like trying all the different non-alcoholic drinks because it's just like a nice, end of the day beverage. She doesn't get any, any, you know, doesn't feel like crap the next day, but still has like a really nice, enjoyable beverage. And then I'm like, like you, I still drink occasionally and I, I love a good craft beer or a good cocktail every now and then. But for number two, three, and four, like I want a non-alcoholic, you know, I want to be able to go out and spend a few hours or, you know, sit at home and, you know, watch a movie with my girlfriend or, or watch the football game or whatever and have a few beverages, but it's like, I can only do one or two alcoholic beverages. And then like three and four are some type of replacement. And, um, and also, you know, I've, I've seen people, um, use them, you know, that are in recovery and it, it just kind of replaces that like ritual for them. And it's just a, a really good, like, replacement and stepping stone for them as they like go down the recovery path. So there's just so many cool different uses for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's great as an entrepreneur to see like, Hey, my, my flagship baby product and, and my first product ever actually in my career, um, putting it out there and saying like, you know, we have a couple ideas of where it fits the, the use cases and, and, uh, you and your girlfriend are, are, Two of the classic use cases, uh, me and my girlfriend actually are, are very similar uh, with those. So, you know, we had a, a handful. It's been really great to see like what other what other uses people are seeing out there, right? So, um, you know, it's, it's entrepreneurs or people with stressful jobs and, 
you know, they're just like, I, I do need that five o'clock relax. They're finding out that just going through the motions of pouring something from a beautiful bottle with a complex substance into a glass, making it, that's the relaxing part. And they're just kicking back on the couch. It, they thought it was the alcohol and, and they're, they're coming to us and saying like, it actually had nothing to do with the booze. It, it's more about just the routine and just the fact that this is my time and I have a drink with my time that I enjoy. Um, you know, other folks are on the road more. And, you know, we, we talked to some gig workers too, or just, you know, the Uber Eats crowd or the delivery crowd. There, there's just people on the go all the time. And they're like, this is my job now. And I need to be sharp. And obviously I can't be under the influence or anything like that, but those folks are stressed out more than ever. So they actually need a pick me up. They need something they can look forward to. Um, you know, they're uh, coffee lovers like us, but you know, I can't really drink coffee all day, every day. I would, I would hope. Um, so it's like, Hey, I, I, I need something that's more adult flavored and, and layered and complex and, and beautiful. And, and that's in the afternoon to evening. So you know, people are, are, are taking that on too. And it's, um, it, it's been incredible to see. I think we even see retirees and stuff, you know, people have been drinking for a long time. They, um, their doctors are just kind of like, you're, you're going to have to start laying off this stuff. You know, your liver's not recovering or, you know, you're, you're going to turn into other health concerns and you're, you're taking literal years off your life at that point. And they're just like, yeah, but I've been drinking gin for 40 years. Or I've been drinking this for 40 years. Like I can't just ditch that that's something that's ingrained in, in me. And this really gives them that avenue to kind of keep participating in the life that they want to live while maintaining or improving their health. And, and um, at least on that end of the spectrum, like prolonging their lives and getting, you know, getting more years that are, that are high quality. So um, that, that's been a awesome surprise that, you know, we've been able to reach um, kind of an older demographic that we weren't originally thinking about. So you know, bring on the more surprises. I think the more more groups and, and areas of folks in the world that we can reach, the the more we're going to learn and and hopefully delight and surprise. Mm, I love it. I love it. So, take me back a little bit here. I mean, I got to know you a little bit um, over the previous call, but take me back to kind of like you know maybe maybe life before uh, Monday, but then also why Monday and kind of what sort of transpired in your life to kind of get you to yeah. starting Monday? Oh man. I feel like uh, big, awesome questions like that might make me uh, run around a bit. So, so stop me if I'm, I'm going too crazy, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, um, before this, I actually had uh, my first live interview with um, the lovely people at the global liver Institute. And I know that sounds strange, um, but maybe it doesn't. They wanted to talk about dry January and they found me. And uh, that really made me think of like, why did they reach out to me? You know, and I think where this comes from is like, this was a real blending of like past and present where it kind of collided. I actually started my professional career like way back, uh, graduated San Diego State 2004. So, you know, I worked for um, a pharmaceutical firm here in San Diego, and I did that for like over a dozen years, I think. And, um, you know, I think growing up in that space, they were really focused on like curing serious diseases. And, you know, I was on the business side. I didn't contribute really to, to that offering, but I felt like my purpose really contributed to, you know, the health and betterment of others. And, you know, m maybe 
that's where it started. And I think I've since bounced around from consulting careers to entrepreneurial ventures, serial entrepreneur. I've, I've started up three or four other things. Um, I think everything, you know, going back to that global liver Institute thing and like, why did you pick me? I kind of forced that question on myself and I'm like, you know, I think I've only been working on things that I feel passionate about and feel like I'm contributing to something that's, that's better for humanity. And, and maybe it's a minuscule way or maybe it's a big way, but regardless, like, I think I'm doing things that, that make the world a better place. And, you know, I never really thought about that before. I, I guess I don't do as much self-reflection as I should. And, and, you know, kudos to, to them for finding me and, and making me think about that. But, you know, it was Global Liver Institute was pretty cool, you know, and I'm like, hey, Monday, I think like helps people maybe avoid going into a dark hole with alcohol. And I'm no one's saying that's a that's a cure to alcoholism or, or issues with it. But the, the mere fact that that and other products like it exist, I think, will help people have a, a healthier relationship with that hard stuff. And, and we all know the health concerns that alcohol surrounds and and all of those good things. So no need to go into that. But, you know, I think coupled with coming from biotech and pharma background where, you know, it's funny is the, the company I worked for actually targeted diseases of the liver. And, you know, it was uh, working on a hepatitis C therapy and, and it was the first to market and providing a bona fide cure for folks. And, you know, I think coming from that and, and seeing the good it was doing may have just put something in my brain to, to put it in for later. And, you know, I went on to, to healthcare related things. I, I was, I'm still big into CrossFit, but, you know, I had a CrossFit competition company. So really promoting like a healthy and fit lifestyle that I myself was living and into and, and just, you know, sharing that with the community there. Um, so I, you know, I think I've always been in it for those reasons and just trying to help others maybe, live the the things that I've learned and that I encompass myself, um, which is probably not unique, right? I, I think that's at the core of what most entrepreneurs want, right? It's like, hey, I figured out this thing or I found this solution. It works for me. It works for my friends and family. I want it to work for the world. This is my gift to you, you know, as it were. So that's, you know, I think that's where I've come from. And it's been, um, it's, been a fun self-reflective journey here the, the last few months where I've really been like, you know, why are we doing this? And, um, you know, I, I even go back to like, you know, we've been, we've been up and at it since, you know, early 2019, um, which of course means like even talking to investors is part of your job from like day one. And sometimes uh, we, we go into those. And I remember a, a early conversation you know, we're, we're talking about the product, they're like, they're, they're consumer product focused guys. And one of them's like, Hey, this is great. You know, you're, you're not curing cancer or anything, but uh, you know, it's fantastic. And I, I kind of stopped him maybe rudely, probably why I didn't invest, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like, you know, we're not curing cancer, but if we can be a potential solution to alcoholism or the, you know, anyone having a bad time with alcohol, pull them out of that rut. You know, that substance is, is among the most deadly in the world. And, and I would say goes r right up against cancer in terms of things that are bad for humanity. So in that effect, yes, I'm not curing cancer. I, I'm not proposing this as a solution for everybody to, you know, their alcohol issues. 
um, temporary or otherwise, but we're definitely here to help in a big way. And I think this space and, and the more products that come to market that, that fit folks, you know, flavor and, and all that good stuff, I think is, is going to be huge and, and watch me go. And, you know, mm. I, I think that's something that's really stuck with me and, and saying like, I think small companies like us and, and people who start, you know, initiatives that, that want to get people revved up to, to our passions is, is definitely going to provide those, those big level solutions. Yeah. Yeah. You, you touched on something that I think is interesting that I've seen like in a lot of different industries where it's like, you, you know, you're in the pharma world and, you know, looking for like, you know, looking to create like a drug or whatever you were doing to um, help liver disease or, you know, other certain diseases, but there was probably still like a corporate culture to some extent of drinks, drinks after work and like, you know, doing harm to your body. And I've seen that so much in like, um, kind of the sustainability world where it's like, you know, we go to the conference all day and then we go to the steakhouse at night and it's like, okay. And then, you know, I've seen that with like fundraisers where it's like, all right, we're going to bike for two days um, you know, a hundred miles each day and for cancer research, and then everybody's going to eat hamburgers and hot dogs after. And there's this like huge disconnect, hamburgers, hot dogs, and drink a bunch of booze after, you know? And there's just this like disconnect of like trying to like solve the problem and not, you know, doing anything about what's causing the problem in the first place. And you know, I feel like similar to that conversation you had with that investor, you know, maybe there is just that disconnect for so many people that like, we know alcohol is bad for us, right? We know if we're drinking it at all, that we should be doing it, you know, very sparingly. And yet we still do it. And on top of that, we don't even consider the fact that those habits could leave lead to chronic disease. They could potentially contribute to cancers and other diseases. And um, yeah, I just find that so interesting that we spend like these billions to like come up with the quote unquote cure. And we don't talk about the things that we know contribute to them, you know? Right. You're, you're so spot on. And, you know, I love those types of things because we're really talking about something greater than, than, me, my product, or, or even our space. And it's more about, now we're talking about like just society at large and how cultural norms come to be. And, you know, I, I'd say we can both look to aspirational things that worked with like maybe smoking, right? Because I think smoking was top of mind and everybody did it with everything. And now it's, it's all but eradicated. I know it's popping up in some other places, but people generally know smoking is like one of the worst things you can do and are avoiding it, you know, pretty strongly. And I think um, just kind of taking a look back at how that worked, it, it took about a generation to, to get people on board with that mindset. And, you know, I'd say um, a vegan or a healthy, healthy eating movement coupled with a healthier drinking movement, I'd say those are are on their way to becoming something like that. Um, at, at least that's, that's, that's my hope. And I'm going to do my part to, to damn well make sure that happens. Um, you know, and we're seeing that with the younger generation. So 
it's it's well documented. Millennials are are drinking less than any of the previous generations in human history, and Gen Z even less than millennials. So you know the kids coming up like get it, and you know kudos to them. I feel like if you're someone who takes in national headlines and memes, you know they're they're not well liked as generations. But I I think that's kind of insane. Um, they they have some pretty great ideas about what's happening or shaping this world for for the better, in my opinion, at least in those cases. And, you know, like we should be supporting that. I think they're not equipped with these norms that like I go out and I drink booze and they're resisting the wiring. They're resisting that orientation and indoctrination. And, you know, but they still want a grown up drink. They still like, hey, sugary soda or or just, you know, sugary fruit juice or whatever it is that's not enough. And, and I'm willing to pay for a top-notch beverage or, or, you know, food piece. And um, what do you got for me? So I think that's a challenge to the industry to provide them like what they want. And it turns out what they want is good for their body, good for their soul. So like, wow, you know, healthy eating and drinking is like a trend in a movement. Like who would have thought in this day and age, anything that's good for you is like, is is trending is is headed in the right direction so we we need to really stoke this fire and support it yeah no doubt yeah the the younger generations definitely have the they have the bullshit meter and from the day they were born they have had that bullshit meter and they just you know that's why like you know authenticity and actually like doing good in the world with your business and all these things are so important now because like the younger consumer just like sees through all of that stuff and they just have had information at their fingertips since the day they were born. And, you know, yeah. And I, in, you know, going back to smoking, like we, we have to like, remember that that was, that was normal. And that was something your doctor did. And that was something people, you know, thought was healthy, like literally ads saying like, you know, smoking is like literally healthy, you know? And like, that was the norm and that was obviously marketing we know now, but like, it's just amazing how like these norms, even though they're normal, um, you know, can really be not good for us. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's incredible to think about the power of the media and how marketing is portrayed. And, you know, I think that's a lot to do with um, you know, one, one of the things that we really tried to do and, and will continue to do, I think, as, as COVID eases and, and human interactions are, are safe and, and, and okay to do as we go here, um, we really wanted to portray the idea that, that being sober is fun. I think right now, and, and maybe less so, but definitely before, it's like, having a sober lifestyle kind of is like boring and quiet and dull. And it's, it's simply not true. And the younger generations really show this through, but I don't think they see themselves in that media having a blast and, and they're drinking something, but it's not alcoholic. They're, they're completely sober. They're having a great time. They're, they're sharp minded, but they're having a blast, right? They're still going to raves and dances and bars and all of these places having a blast, you know, they're on Instagram partying, they're on live, um, clearly living it up, right? But I think, you know, decades of media, and and I don't know how much of it is marketing, right? But probably a lot of it, you know, really shows that like, 
oh, to have that good a time and do that crazy stuff, like you're clearly fucked up. Like you're drunk, you're blacked <laughs> yeah. out. And, you know, like I've been there and I've done that. And, and, you know, that was a good time, but like, for some reason, it's wired in me somehow that like, that was the only way to have fun. And that's certainly not the case. And, and I've definitely learned from that mistake and, and through experience and some of the best times of my life now I can remember. And you just mm. be like, oh, remember that one time we did this thing? I'm like, no, not really. Sounds like I had a good time though. And you're just like, how, how much of that, how much of that was destructive versus a great time or a great story? And, you know, I think over time, as you get older, speaking from personal experience, you'd be like, gosh, you know, that thing I did was actually not cool and, and maybe fairly embarrassing. But I remember holding that up as like, you know, oh, I'm a legend, I'm a rock star, I'm this and I'm that. And I'm like, you know, maybe that that actually wasn't something I'd, I'd love to see in 10 or 20 years. And now 10 years later, I can definitely say that. So, you know, I think more kudos to the younger generation. I think they're they're seeing things through through clear eyes. And, and I think to your point, the bullshit-o-meter with having really like the internet from day one and, and kind of really researching and analyzing what's going on behind the scenes like no one's ever done that before from that young an age and to grow up with it just being top of mind like means you you should be on your toes you should be socially conscious you should be doing things for the right reason because um you know as a business owner they're going to find out and they're not going to support you so you better be on top of your game you better be doing this for the right reasons or you're not going to be around much longer and as an entrepreneur in my space, like, bring that on. I want that. I need that. Mm. That's, that's, that's why I'm here. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So tell me personally, I mean, what has changed for you in your life since you've kind of, you know, dialed back the drinking and, and started to drink less? Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, I guess I'll go way back. So, um, I feel like, my 20s, you know, so again, 39. So going way back in my 20s, I did develop like a, a really professional white collar attitude. I, I was I was really good at my job and I took pride in it in my 20s growing up in, in corporate and doing good. And that was like my my dual persona, right? So by day, I was, you know, good and passionate about my job. At night, I actually had um, a job as a nightclub promoter. And that was kind of like my social outlet. And that was a blast. You know, you basically get paid to party and, and, you know, socialize and, and be the, be the life of the party, bring people to, to big events downtown and um, get to meet tons of, of people out for, for a good time and, you know, positive vibes and all that good stuff. And, you know, so, so that part of my life, there was a ton of drinking and, you know, that's just what you do. And, and kind of going back to earlier, like, Hey, to have fun, there's a alcoholic drink in your hand and you're, you're doing crazy stuff and everyone else is too. And I think there's like a, a group mentality there and, and don't get me wrong. It was completely incredible and fun. And, you know, some of the best times of my life and I'd never give those up, but I think, you know, you, you can burn brightly there, I think for so long. And I, I think um, going into my early thirties or actually, I think I remember turning 30 and just going like, I, I think, I think I've, I've hit my, I think I've hit my limit. I think it's time to pivot, try something else. And I think I made a conscious effort around that time 
um, maybe in combination with uh, my father. He he was a chronic smoker, passed away um, shortly into my early 30s from uh, from cancer. Um, he definitely had a lot of uh, self-inflicted health health things going on there. So, you know, maybe that was a, a wake up call of like, hey, I don't want to go down the same path and, you know, healthy living. I, I think I, I discovered CrossFit right around the same time. And um, CrossFit, I think, stoked my inner competitor and inner athlete playing sports all through um, my youth and, and high school and college and intramural sports. And, you know, I think uh, as a tangent, I feel like once you're out of college, there's really no sport for people to do that are athletic, right? And you lose that because you're like, you're a competitor at heart. And I think you, you lose it and you, you got to go find it somewhere else. I think some people pick it up in the business world. Some people pick it up in other personal avenues. And maybe I, I realized when I found it, what I had lost. And I was like, wow, I am so keen on this. Like it's, it's fitness, but, but at least the, the way I treated it, it was, it was competition through movement. And, you know, me and, and some other competitors, like we definitely did it for sport. Um, many people do it for health and, and that's absolutely fantastic. And in, in the way it's supposed to be, there's a certain set of us that do it for sport and, and to compete against one another. And I think that really sparked and awakened like this new way of life of like, you know, I definitely don't want to be hungover going into the gym because my friends are going to kick my butt and I can't have that. Right. So like, I need that personal pride. I need to be at my best. Um, so I definitely started drinking less when that happened. Um, the entrepreneurship I think was renewed in me through competition and through CrossFit. I'm like, cool. Like, why don't I start my own thing, be my own person, wake up and drive a thing forward and a community and a business idea. And, and I think combining passions um, with CrossFit and then an events company that really spurred that on and, and got me going there. And um, it was, I think really from that point forward, I, all the, all the pieces starting to fall in place. It's like now I'm, I'm clear eyed and sharp minded. And I actually put some goals together for myself. I wasn't just going to a corporate job. I wasn't, you know, I had to get up and do something or, or it wasn't going to make money for me. Um, I had to do something with my personal life. Like, great. You know, dating didn't work out and be like, yeah, maybe because you're drunk most of the time. Um, like, oh yeah, that's probably right. So not drinking concerted, like wanted to find a meaningful relationship and you know, that, that actually happened. So it, it really is like, you know, maybe manifesting what you want in this world and, and doing what it takes to get there. And I think for me, it took like being more mindful about my drinking. And it's like, Hey, drinking doesn't mean binge and party. It, it's like, now it's something where I occasionally have a drink or two and just enjoy maybe the sensation briefly followed by like, um, you know, going to a non-alcoholic version and I can still be out and I can socialize with people. And I'm still sharp-minded and you know I'm I'm present whereas I think before it's like I'm getting retold stories of what I was doing and how I was and I and I am disconnected from that I'm like I don't I either don't recall it or it doesn't feel like it was me so I think now it's about being present and being in the moment and doing things that you actually want to do can recall doing and intended to do from the first place Mm, yeah, absolutely. How, how important would you say 
like that community and kind of that um, accountability of not only now like having your own thing in your own business, but having a community of people that, you know, are at the gym at 6am and, you know, have a super hard workout and just that kind of like, instead of you going to the office at 9am and everybody's hung over and being in, in like that kind of world, you know, now you're in this world or, okay, we're kicking each other's butts at 6am and now I have this business to run at 7am and I, you know, if, if I get sick, if I'm sluggish, that means the business is sick, the business is sluggish, it doesn't progress. Like how important for you has that been to kind of like keep the whole picture together on the, on the health and wellness front? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really think it's everything. Um, I think accountability by others that, you know, your trusted circle that you build and you push one another. And, you know, interestingly enough, I'd say the CrossFit community has these amazing people that are all similarly minded and, and need that accountability, have that fire. And all of the entrepreneurial ventures I've been a part of have come, have been born inside CrossFit gyms and serial entrepreneurs are just abounding in that space. And they're really high flyers and, and they're, they're corporate executives and people who, who crush life in all aspects. And I feel like that's maybe the type of person that is attracted to something like that. Cause I, you, you don't see someone that's just going through the motions of life that shows up to a gym wanting to get their butt kicked and then um, dying for a few minutes after the workout and then saying, cool, I'll see you this time tomorrow. Awesome. Can't wait. And they're <laughs> legitimately stoked. Right. And, and now the rest of their day is based around being ready to do that again. And it's like, it's the same way they approach, I think, their work life. And, and I think that's the way I do it. And, and maybe that accountability is like a healthy level of stress um, where you need that push and you need that motivation to keep up and get going. If no one's pushing you and you don't have this circle to, to kind of support you, you may not go anywhere. You may just couch it. And, um, you know, I, I think I've been in both situations and you could say like, you definitely need your breaks from the action. And, and I'd say that's a vacation or, you know, a chill weekend here and there, but by and large, I think we need to be pushed in a healthy way to get the things we want done. Um, you know, and you could say we're, we're self-motivation as part of that. Sure. But you have to, you have to want others to want to push you too. You rarely, I think, have someone in your life that's just existing. That's like, all I'm going to do is push you to do a thing. And if you have that, that's fantastic. But I think you have to go out and get it and you have to like want it, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I will agree on like the type of person, you know, you meet in a CrossFit gym or for me, I've been like the past year and a half, I've been in the triathlon world and oh, lear yeah. learning all that and like, you know, learning how to swim and just like, you know, in, in these guys that, you know, I am now kind of in this community, um, not only are like super high performing, um, you know, in, in what they do for their job, but, you know, they have kids and they have a full-time job and they're, you know, on the bike at 445 in the morning, you know, going out for a hundred mile ride on a Tuesday morning and they're showing up to the office at nine. 
And you're like, yeah. holy shit. And there's just, what I love about that crowd is just like, it's just like they're living a life where there's just, there's no fluff. You know, it's like right. you have right. your, your competitive physical thing, right? And you get that in, whether it's before your job or after your job. Um, most guys that I kind of am around are doing it before they go to work. Then they're mm. at work, they're performing high at work. Then they're going home to their kids and their wife and, um, and they're high performing there too. And they're present and they're in bed by nine, just at the same time the kids are And there's no room at all to possibly, if they drink, they miss tomorrow morning's workout. If they like, there's just no room for, right. for kind of the, the stuff that kind of pulls you away from where you want to go. And, and I mentioned this earlier, yeah. Um, in the, in the month, uh, talking with someone, I forget who it was, but all the interesting people I've met in my life, uh, from an entrepreneur perspective, like people that have helped me, whether it's raising money or it's just a huge connection for me. Like I've never met them like in these kind of traditional, like at the bar networking events where people are drinking and like, you know, quote unquote networking. It's always been like, I show up for the 6am bike ride and this dude next to me is like a mogul or like I'm in like the juice, the juice bar at 7am getting like my morning juice. And like, I meet somebody like so interesting and it's like, so I think just right. that as like a general takeaway for people that are trying to connect with kind of high performing people and maybe find a mentor or like bring more of those people in your life. Like, in my experience, you're not going to find them around booze. You're going to find them exactly the opposite, like not around booze and um, right. kind of doing these interesting things. Yeah, I, you know, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, that's that's 100 percent my personal experience as well. Um, you know, the current gym I go to now in Encinitas, um, you know, uh, between co-founders and investors, uh, there's there's six of them in there. And we all meet and we're, we're, we're just getting after it. And we just run into each other. Because I think there's a certain level of respect you garner, at least for me, when I see someone in the gym and they're working hard, it doesn't matter how much weight they're lifting or how fast they're going. You see the look on their face and the effort they're giving. To give full effort to something that's so painful and doesn't have immediate rewards, it's, it's not like I'm going to work hard for 10 minutes and I'm going to have a six pack for life, Right. I mean, it's years of hard work in the gym and, and nutrition outside the gym. They're clearly putting in the work. There's a certain level of respect. I think that's mutual and, and a shared pain and sacrifice that you're seeing. And I, and I feel like maybe all athletes would, would feel this way or it can resonate with, um, you know, and when you have that level of respect, you'll go to the next level and say, you know, what else are you doing with your life? And you just get to know them naturally. And chances are they take that mindset and they apply it to the rest of their life. I think in, in fact, it would be kind of strange to only do it there. And then they just kind of um, maybe go in an unguided fashion through the rest of their life. Right? <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? So, you know, I, I think it makes perfect sense. Go where people are intense and, and have to do uncomfortable things to achieve results. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's where you'll find people. And, you know, drinking, hey, I, I'm not judging. I drink myself on occasion. Drinking is a uh, inert activity. It's 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 not something you're gonna get credit for doing, right? So it's a it's a social event. There's a time and place for it. Um, definitely no judgment there. But your 
no one's working hard to drink, right? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a leisure activity, I'd say. So go, go where the action is. If, if you're really, I'd say, looking for potential, you know, like business partners or, you know, competitive friends and people who want to push you mentors, um, you know, and I think there's no shortage of them. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and on that front, like, if you think like, you know, that bond with like your, you know, college drinking buddies is super strong, like wait until you, you know, do some like three day, like hundred mile run with like a group of people, then you're going to feel some like serious bonds. And like, if you want to like really build deep relationships, I feel like it's, you kind of go through the shit with people. And that's why like maybe yep. team teammates in, 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 you know, your past life are like some of your closest friends and things like that, because you go through hard times together and you, you know, you pick each other up and you, you're all kind of pushing together, you know, going through this pain and that just creates bonds. So if you can do that with like, you know, somebody that, you know, maybe from a career level is a little bit, uh, above your pay grade, if you can do something hard with them and form that bond, like, um, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna help big time. Uh, but anyway, let's, let's get a little bit into, um, into Monday. Tell me kind of how you went about making the product, you know, where you make it, um, and sort of what the first you've been at it a year and a half or so. Is that right? Yeah. Tell me like the, the experience so far. Sure. Um, man, it's been, it's been a whirlwind tour, like no sleep. Um, but it's been a fantastic ride. I'd say early 2019, really the idea germinated from a birthday, um, just kind of drinking with friends. I had a really high stress consulting gig at the time. And, you know, my, my, my birthday is on a Sunday. So I'm drinking two drinks, of course. And as you can imagine, what I'm going to say is like, I switched to water and I got called out for drinking, right? And like, hey, it's your birthday. You can do whatever you want. And I'm like, man, I'm, I, I really got a big Monday and I want to crush that Monday. It's not just like I'm going to roll in hungover and then just, you know, half-ass it, right? That's, that's not my style. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to switch. I have these two drinks. They're amazing. You know, if I could have 10 more with no recourse, I would. But unfortunately, mm. that's that's not the case. And I think that was kind of a light bulb moment of like, you know, why do these gin drinks in front of me have to have that alcohol? Why can't they just taste the way they taste? And, you know, I, I probably tucked that away for a bit and went on with with my birthday night and into the week. Um, you know, flash forward, that was January, flash forward to like March and I'm at the gym and Ben, one of the co-founders now of Monday, Anytime we see each other, we shoot the shit. He's a serial entrepreneur, like high powered exec. He does tons of great stuff. And and we're just casually like, hey, what do you got going on? I'm like, I just finished this consulting gig. And he's like, what are you thinking about? And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm thinking about alcohol that doesn't have alcohol in it. I know that sounds weird. I, I couldn't get that last part out of my mouth before he's like, I know exactly what you mean. And then we started talking about use cases. He's got four young kids and, you know, a couple companies to run. And it's like, I, I love drinking, but I can't do it anymore. But that doesn't mean I don't like adult drinks. And, you know, we kind of vibed on that a little bit. I'd say we saw each other a couple weeks later, organically, we did our own homework. And we're just kind of like, 
you know, I think there's the market for this. And, you know, so we bought a couple of the things that were out there, you know, probably the entrepreneurs kind of conundrum problem solution type thing. We tried them in earnest saying, if this solves our problem, you know, we're good. Cool. Right. They uh, were pretty disappointing, at least to us and, and our friends. And we're just like, man, we're, we're gin guys. We know gin. This is not gin. Why can't this be done? Um, so did a little more checking. This is like now April into May. And, um, you know, now I'm just, I'm, I'm interested, right? So I'm, I'm kind of in this place where um, you know, I have a couple of pennies saved. So I'm just living on my own dime, uh, not working and, and just curiously pursuing this, seeing if there's something. And, uh, you know, I call some distilleries. I, I'm asking the alcohol industry players. Um, I'm getting laughed off the phone more often than not. I'd be like, you, you want gin, but without alcohol, you're insane. Get out of my life. You know? So it was, uh, it was interesting. <laughs> so I think like call around 85, 86, there's a young guy with a distillery in LA and, you know, we explained the same spiel and, and he's like, sounds like a great idea. Um, I make gin here among other spirits. So I think I know what you're headed to do. I'm not sure I can do it, but I'm willing to take the ride. And I was like, done. This is our guy. <laughs> um, similar mindset, entrepreneur. Um, I think he's, he's got like the first, um, he, he makes bourbon by trade and an award-winning bourbon in the um, county of LA. I think the first and only. Um, so man, it, that was cool. We didn't have a company. We'd sign like personal checks over to him and, you know, see, see what he can come up with and, started to form a, a cool local group of entrepreneurs here in San Diego. Um, I think we formed in June of 2019 officially. We had some gin to taste in July. And, you know, I think we had three flavors to try. Two were awful. One was really, really close. And we're like, wow, I didn't know it could get this good. And it was like rivaling some, some alcoholic gin that we had right next to it. And again, that was not to expectation. We're just like, we need it to be better than these other things that we tried. And they were way better already. So we're like, okay, let's, let's do this thing. So, you know, formal market testing uh, online, just to, to really make sure it's beyond friends and family and, and some of the white space populations that, that we're seeing on the, on the internet that would be interested, just making sure they'll put their money where their mouth is and, you know, reading those tea leaves, it, it looked really promising. We got production going. Um, we did a Kickstarter, I think, um, that November, which was, um, you know, successful. It seeded the first batch of Monday um, so we could fulfill and get orders to them. And which is like really that last line of defense to make sure like a larger group of people like it. So, you know, it, it hit about 600 people or so. Um, got a batch of inventory that we could sell um, into the new year 2020, you know, pandemic hit. So that was, that was super interesting and, and not really planned for. Um, we, I think we opened in April online and, um, you know, I think there were a ton of eyeballs on the internet for better or for worse there creates a lot of curiosity. And, you know, we, I think we sold out in May. Um, there was three months of inventory there. Where I think we sold out in about three and a half weeks. So that was exciting and then scary at the same time. Uh, you know, no one really knew what was going on pandemic-wise and, and just trying to navigate the challenges of supply chain. So now we're fighting with big alcohol for common raw materials. And uh, you know, you're you're definitely last in line 
when the big boys mm. come in asking for supplies. And that was, that was a fun journey. I, I learned a ton and, you know, we came out better because of it. Um, our customer base is, is so amazing. They're very, they're so appreciative that products like ours exist. And in turn, were very patient with us while we tried to get, you know, more stock up and running and beg, borrow and dealing to get, to get back on track with production. And, um, you know, it's, it, that was quite the ride. So, you know, carrying it into the holidays, just coming up, you know, we, we did pretty well, um, didn't know what to expect again, because it was just this whole thing now of like, everybody shops online. So now you're competing with everything. There was an election, there's all this stuff. And, you know, it's hard to get people to pay attention to anything. We're all so stressed out and we're all looking at screens and, you know, I, I think it's, um, I think it's tough. So, you know, happy that we've gone there. Um, but really dry January has been like this amazing gem kind of getting us going. And um, I think I was reading one in five Americans was uh, taking on the dry January challenge this year. And, and the fact for me was like, not only was that impressive, but if you had just said one in five Americans knew the term dry January, I would have been super stoked. The fact that they're actually participating was, uh, was next level. So you know, we're, we got tons of curiosity there, um, welcoming in new customers and, you know, going through that journey with people who are just new to the space really felt like the online version of what I see when new people come into the gym, and, you know, and they're, they're a little anxious and they're not really sure what to do. And, you know, they're a little intimidated. They're like, hey, do I treat this like the gym at my home? Like what kind of recipes? Um, you know, I hear about the sober curious movement and, the, the, the reading I've done, it, it kind of sounds like me, but I'm not sure. Are there some people or some groups that I can talk to and interact with to see if this is for me? Um, you're the first product I've tried. You know, are there some others? And I'm like, oh, man, come come closer. Let me hug you. Let me let me tell you about the space and, and the people and, and this amazing group. And, you know, so it's it's like brand building, company building, but like community building as well. And I think like we're really shepherds of and, and a part of this growing group. And, you know, the, the more that we can take care of those folks and, and just know that companies like us are here and with their support, we're here to stay and we can continue to help one another. Like that's what we're here to do. So, you know, that, that's been the journey to date. I think right now we're doing something super exciting. Um, we've got, um, just let your viewers know they'll be one of the first to know like we we're Beautiful. working on a whiskey and uh this whiskey is going to be pretty special I'm, I'm hoping for like q2-ish kind of rollout um we're putting the finishing touches on on the formula and and it is good i i'm uh i'm a whiskey guy too I, i've been a gin guy for a bit when gin was hot i guess i followed trends i don't know but whiskey is like just this deep, warm feeling I get when I when I think about it, and it's just a it's a beautiful sipper, um, you know. And I think I, I'm excited for people to learn. I think more people try or can appreciate whiskey for what it is, and and gin is usually like a, I like it or I don't. So I think we'll we'll get more shades of of interest from folks there, and you know, really it's about reaching more people serving more people an opportunity to to avoid some alcohol with a with a proper tasting beverage that they like so super stoked for that um i think on the heels of that too we we um i, I mentioned we've been talking to investors almost since day one that's just the name of the game when you 
when you build any business, right? Um, I think what we've kind of done is really doubled down our community-based approach. Like we really were built by the people through Kickstarter. We take care of this small community. We, we feel like, you know, we're locked in with these groups and we want them to really be a part of our next step. So we're doing equity crowdfunding on Republic and basically people can check us out, look at our campaign page. Really, we, we open up the doors and are super transparent with what's happening. And they can, they can see what we're up to. They can see how we've done to date, all those good, good details. And then, you know, actually be an investor and be a co-owner in our business and, and contribute capital um, so we can really grow that, that next level. And I think it's so beautiful. It just fits so much to our mission. We're, we're serving regular people. And we would love nothing more than to have regular everyday people be investors rather than professional money. You know, uh, no judgment again to them. They're, they're fantastic. They serve a purpose. And I'm not saying we'll never go that route, but, you know, the, the people are what got us here. And I think they're what can get us to that next level. And, and this is hopeful proof of that. So far, it's gone pretty well. We, we have about three months to go, but um, we're on our way and I'm, I'm super excited. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Well, I'll definitely leave uh, links to where people can can check that out for oh, you thanks. in the show notes and all that. And um, yeah, I just love, I love like what what you're doing in in you know modern brands in the space. It's like maybe whatever some of those original gins you tried when you were kind of seeing what was out there. Like I can imagine, and I'm speculating, but it's probably like a, a bigger brand that has like a non-alcoholic version and there's just no real like life to it. It's kind of like from a beer perspective, it's kind of like a Heineken zero or a, or a O'Doul's right. And as a consumer, like I just don't relate to that. Like it just doesn't, it's not a cool beverage for me to be drinking instead of my beer. Um, and you know, when I go on your Instagram and whatnot, it's like, you know, you, the lifestyles intertwined into it in such a cool, fun way. And it's like the, you know, the, you mix in the CrossFit photos and people hiking and like this, like just way of living that makes me as the consumer, like it makes it a cool beverage. Like I want to be drinking a Monday, you know, and I, and I will own the facts when somebody calls me out for not drinking that I'm drinking a Monday um, and direct people towards it. And I feel good about like directing people towards it because it's just this modern, like new cool thing that, you know, is better than your gin, you know? Um, but anyway, Mm. I could go all day, uh, with you, man, we're, we're getting over an hour. Um, and and I only got a couple more here for you. Um, and the first being to somebody listening that is trying to, um, drink less is trying to kind of reevaluate their relationship with alcohol. Um, what advice would you give? Man, um, you know, I would say you're, you're, you're amongst the, the bravest, best and brightest of us to actually make a concerted effort to reflect on what you're doing with your health. Um, you know, one of my mentors from years past really said, you know, I, I basically dumped on him, like all the stuff going on, like I'm trying to raise money and this is happening and this is happening. It's like, it's crazy. And I'm wondering if like, I brought this on myself and, you know, it, it, 
is this um, self-inflicted, that kind of thing. And, you know, he, he kind of stopped me and he was like, there's really two types of people in this world. Um, there are people who don't ever think about what they do and why they do it. And they just do. And then there are people who do think very deeply about what they are doing and how they did it. And if things in the past are affecting what, what's happening to them now and, and how to do something about it. And he's like, when you're in that category of which you very much are, and I would say um, anybody looking to, to kind of reflect on, on what they're doing with their drinking, it's, it's a lot, right? So it's, it's um, taking a deep reflection of yourself takes a lot of effort. It's, it's certainly brave. It's, it's the road less traveled. Um, but know that like you're doing the right thing. Keep going. Um, do your research, find groups. There's, there's tons of groups online for sober and sober curious people that are connecting and just trying to figure out, figure it out. It's such a brand new concept to really think about your drinking in a, in a mindful way. And it's really not black and white anymore. It's not like I'm sober. I have no problems. I'm a drunk who needs AA. It's really, those are, those are two extremes that don't apply to most people. And for everyday, everyday people who drink a bit here and there, sometimes more than they should, if you're the type who can step back and reflect a bit and maybe do a little something about it to steady your course, um, more power to you. There are tons of resources out there. Um, and then now there are starting to be lots of products out there that can maybe scratch your flavor itch or your ritual without providing the alcohol and maybe that will do it for you too. And I think it's a great time to explore that, right? There, there's so many different things out there that taste wonderful that aren't kind of, um, you know, thin, I would say. They, they have really robust flavor. And I think they, they hit those, what I call adult flavor profiles. They're, they're kind of, they have bitterness to them. They have like a body to them and a finish, right? It's not just like sugar. It's not just sweet not just fruit it's not just this you know so i'd say like keep going um you got this um definitely reach out i'd say people who are doing beverages in this space i'd like to believe will also assist you and respond um we're we're all entrepreneurs i i don't know anybody in the space who's just doing it quote for for the money i i don't know that that is even a thing that is a good idea quite honestly um so you know like check it out, look around. Um, if you feel alone, you're definitely not. Um, take a look online, um, research sober, sober curious communities. Um, there's so many out there. Um, and I feel like they go against the grain of what people are seeing, you know, at large and, you know, Facebook trolls and, and things like that. These are, these are communities that are definitely inclusive and supportive at the same time, like, cause they're going through the same things you're going through. Um, so I, I'd say this is one of the really positive uses of social media that we're seeing and um, it's growing every day. I love it. I love it. Um, well, before the, before the last one, I just want to acknowledge you for all you're doing. And um, you know, as you said, you know, this isn't like a, Although it's a category that is obviously growing uh, extremely fast and you're going to be super successful, like it's very obvious the reasons behind uh, why you're doing it and uh, just trying to help people and possibly impact people's health and 
and lives and uh, just giving people the opportunity to do that. And on top of that, making it cool and acceptable to do that um, is just a beautiful thing. And um, whether you realize it or not to date, I'm sure you've already positively impacted like, you know, thousands and thousands of lives. And hopefully, you know, it becomes millions and millions over the, over the coming years. And uh, so, yeah, man, I just salute you. Uh, It's a beautiful product, both looking, I'm sure I haven't tried it yet. I, I plan to try it. Um, soon. And um, yeah, it, it looks beautiful. It, it It's mission is beautiful. And I wish you all the best. And uh, I've enjoyed this. So and I just want to uh, let you leave listeners with uh, whatever you would like to leave them with. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, dude, Pat, like I, I'm so grateful for, for the time. And, you know, I am an inner introvert who's really trying to challenge himself this year to like get out there and, you know, speak with good people. And anytime I can talk about something I'm passionate about, I seem like I can't shut up enough. So, you know, we've definitely hit the right topics for me to, <laughs> to shine, I guess. And, you know, I think I don't like the spotlight Monday so much because, you know, it really is about the community and the people and we've done our best work when others speak on our behalf. So all we want to do is support those folks and, and give them better options. So, like we're here, man. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're just grateful, I think, and, and grateful to you too, for just letting us talk about the, the platform and, and what we're here about. And, and I think it, it really is a mission driven passion project, you know, and like, I, I can't wait to see where we are in a year and, you know, where the space is and if, you know, COVID, uh, goes away like we hope it does, you know, bars and restaurants will start to have options, more inclusivity when you're sitting down with folks, um, going in public places. That's really, I think, where the magic's going to happen in this space. And I, um, I'm, I'm excited to play a small role in that any way I can. So thank you. Love it, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate you. All right.